the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. The uh, Last week was kind of quiet, I guess. I just... I still can't believe what I've been seeing over the past couple of years in the bond market. That's uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit later in today's show and what some alternatives are. And, uh, um, you know, there's some really good ones out there now. And they haven't been around for quite a few years. Um, but And the risk to the traditional bond approach, which is has most investors really upset because bonds are generally a big part of people's portfolios and it's really been a drag on the total portfolios which is the uh um not fun you know it's it's just not fun and when interest rates go up bond prices have a tendency to go down and if you're in the wrong bond fund it's down a lot not a little bit they said the past couple of years have been the worst in the past 40 that's mind-boggling. Yeah, so there are some alternatives out there that you can do. Um, I know a lot of people are, are looking to the stock market, uh, which is fine, depending on what your age is and how much risk you're willing to take. And uh, those two things are uh, never going to change. It's age and, well, financial position, like how much money do you have relative to the amount of money you need to take out to supplement your income in retirement. Um, if you are more than 10 years from retirement, your portfolio should probably look a little bit different. Uh, and if you're 20 years from retirement, it should look a lot different than somebody who is getting ready to turn on that income stream uh, to try to supplement whatever other sources of income they have. So, and there's a, that, that's the hard thing about this. I was thinking about that all week long. I was talking to several clients, and they couldn't be more different. 
Uh, one of them is very has done very well. I mean, exceptionally well, and uh, doesn't mind taking a lot of risk. Now they don't have to take a lot of risk. And that's the funny part is uh, you know when we're sitting down and taking a look at the big picture. You've got X amount of dollars. You have this much coming in from uh, they've got rental homes that they plan to keep and keep running for a while. And uh, you've got this pension income because you're, you know, you work long enough to qualify for the pensions and now you're old enough to collect. And quite frankly, they don't need, they really don't need much at all from their investment. So they can take as little or as much risk as they want to because it's not going to have any impact on their lifestyle. And I can tell you they're, very few and far between that ever reaches that point, uh, but uh, the most of, the rest of us generally have to have some sort of supplementation from our savings when we get ready to retire, and uh, what that's going to be is really heavily dependent on how much risk you're willing to take. And today, it's the uh, uh, we're we're in a tough spot. There's no other way I can think of it when. I look at valuations on on stocks. They're not grossly overpriced. They're slightly, well, when I say slightly, I'm talking about probably 25 to 30% higher than their long-term averages. And uh, depending on which index you're actually looking at. (laughs) So that would be kind of a minimum. And, you know, if if market goes down 25, 30%, it's upsetting. And then people tend to make really bad decisions uh, when the market's down like that. And they make, uh, well, it's just hard. It's very, very, very stressful. And I remember back in 2020, you know, when the pandemic first hit, I'd already had COVID for about three months. And then they figured out what it was. (laughs) And then the market plunged. (laughs) So, and uh, I, I understood. I mean, it, when you have that something like that that happens and all the traffic, international trade traffic slows down, yeah, that, that's a big um, that's a big impediment. Okay, so markets dropped. It dropped significantly. It was down over thirty five percent in about ninety days. You know, wiped out a third in about ninety days. Now, how long has the stock market been around? More than 100 years, so it loses a third in 90 days. That is mind-boggling. Now, it did bounce up, and, and it is substantially higher than it was when it peaked in 2020. Uh, the S&P peaked at right around just slightly under 3,400. Now it's at 4,450, 4,457 to be exact. So it's gone up quite a bit. In the meantime, it peaked in 2022 and is about 8% lower than it was at its highest in 2022. And uh, so, uh, again, markets, if, if you're going to be looking at markets to supplement your income, you'd better have a, a minimum of a 10-year time horizon. You'd better not have to touch your stocks for about 10 years minimally. Because that's not a guarantee either. I've seen ten-year time periods where the market was still negative, and that's happened multiple times in my life. 
And uh, I'm not that old. <laughs> so, in, in other words, if your life expectancy is you know, 10 to 15 years, there's a pretty good chance it could happen again. So you just have to be on guard against that sort of thing. And that's where uh, conversations um, that we would have would, would come into play. Here's how much you uh, have. Here's how much you need to be able to, to live the kind of lifestyle you want to lead. Um, what's the best, lowest risk way to generate those returns? Uh, and uh, you know, I don't. I am not a big believer in taking unnecessary risk. And I take risk because I've got my money in stocks, um, mostly stock funds. I have a, a, a few stocks, and quite frankly, I'm. I'm really close to just saying, you know what, uh, looking at the stock portfolio's the amount of uh, fluctuation that's present in an average stock, I'm getting kind of tired. <laughs> I may end up just selling those things and adding them to my ETFs. And uh, thank goodness for ETFs. That was a... I, I think God inspired that in somebody. <laughs> it was such a good idea. And uh, now there are thousands of them, literally. And uh, so I think it, it's kind of gone overboard that way. You really didn't need all that many. Uh, it, it makes it difficult because the, uh, there's a, there are these things called algorithms. They're, they're mathematical formulas that they use to put together these funds. Uh, in the old days, when I first started in the industry, people would pick stocks that they liked and they thought were good businesses that would go on to grow. And the faster the growth is, uh, the faster the share price appreciation tended to happen. And that was all a long time ago. And I, I just can't believe how much change there has been during that time period. And, and it's still changed. And uh, when I uh, think back even 10, 12 years ago, which really doesn't seem like that long at all, there were less than half of the ETFs that there are today. Less than half. And uh, when I'm talking to people and they talk about exchange traded funds, they really don't know how the stocks are being picked that go inside the fund. All they know is what the ticker symbol is, and uh, they might know if what the dividend yield is, maybe. And they, they might know the one, three, or five-year track record, and that's it. And that's a little spooky for me because I've seen what happens when when that's uh, all your knowledge is, and you go on to make you know big financial decisions with that. You don't have enough information to make good quality decisions if that's all you know. And I'm sorry if that upsets you, um, but it's true. And uh, sometimes you know we are all subject to this. The truth hurts in a number of different ways. <laughs> throughout your lifetime. But the good news is it all this stuff is learnable and it doesn't make it uh it makes it a little easier. It does make it easier if you really understand why you're doing what you're doing and you understand what the risks are. Uh, then uh, the worst thing that can happen is you don't understand the risk. You just buy based on the best performing the ones that have performed the best in the past. And then in the future, they don't perform that way again. In fact, uh, oftentimes they will go down and lag uh, or do a lot 
more poorly after they've had a good two or three year run that put them at the top of the group. And uh, yeah, so you get to enjoy that. Uh, it's not good enough to know, at least in my opinion, it's not good enough to know which ones finished first, second, and third. I want to know why. Why did they do that? What What were the driving factors there? And uh, that's a big deal. And uh, so anyway, I'll leave that alone now. Uh, I just got this. I, I do want to talk about I just got this. I just subscribed to this software package. I subscribed to it years ago. And it's a product that was written by PhDs for other PhDs. So I'm struggling with it. <laughs> because a lot of PhDs forget how to speak English. And they can't. <laughs> Thankfully, they're, they, you know, it's one of the reasons I have a job. Yeah, because I will sit down and work at it until I know it inside and out. And I just subscribe to this service. So and it may take me four or five months, you know, working hard to get it down. But it had some stuff in there that I feel like is really worthwhile. And uh, one of those things are, are uh, building models based on different, they call them, they like to call them factors. And uh, so I'll be talking more about that uh, in future shows. Cause like I said, I I just signed up, and it is gonna it, it's gonna be a incredibly helpful for just about everybody. I mean, it's this is the uh, it's a big deal, and I'm excited about it. If you can't tell, because it's gonna help me do my job so much better, and uh, I'm really really thankful uh, for that. Now, having said that. It's not going to change. It's not a crystal ball that works. Okay, um, it's the uh, but you can be much more well informed when you're making those decisions, and that's what I what I find is that people have a tendency to do the best financially when they've considered everything that could potentially happen, both good and bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You get to know that and. The bottom line is, if if the ugly happens, well, you've already given it some thought, and you already considered what you're going to do before that happened. You didn't know it was going to happen. When it did happen, though, if you're not surprised by it, you're like, oh, okay, well, I know what to do. And that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And it's the number one mistake that I see other investors make. And oftentimes when they come to me, it's mainly because they just, nine out of 10 times, they didn't have the time to put into study to understand what the potential outcomes were going to be and why. Okay. So they didn't have the time for that. So they just made a decision without having all the information that they needed or without having understanding all the uh, information that they needed to understand. And uh, that is the number one problem I see with investors. And everybody wants to take shortcuts. They want to take. They want to get from A to Z uh, and skip all the letters in between. <laughs> Me too. I would love to do that. And I did that a lot when I was young. And I got my head beat in enough times that I finally stepped back and said, you know, I, I think I might have to change my, my outlook here and, and change my processes. So, uh, so I study. And I spent a lot of time studying. And then what I find really funny is you get people who stick with uh, just a and a P 
opinion. Yeah, I'm only doing stocks or I'm only doing CD. Uh, I'm, I just want to keep the money safe. Well, I can tell you flexibility is, is very helpful when it comes to finances. Uh, unless you make millions of dollars and, and you don't spend much and, and then you don't have kids or grandkids. <laughs> the, uh, um, if, if you're not in that category, okay, you're probably going to have to spend some time studying, uh, becoming familiar with uh, various markets, investment processes. And even when you are, you know, it, it's the, uh, keeping up with it. It can be, uh, it's a lot of work. I can tell you that for sure. I can't. I can't believe how many exchange-traded funds there are now. I, it just blows my mind. There really aren't even that many stocks. <laughs> so there's a tremendous amount of overlap in a ton of the exchange-traded funds out there. But um, bottom line is, I'm, I'm getting too carried away on this stuff. It, it's just it's good to know, and a good, solid, diversified portfolio probably going to make the investor who's not well-educated, a little upset at time. They're going to be wondering why, why am I holding on to this thing when this other one's doing so much better? Well, because at some point in time, that uh, that thing that's not doing so well is probably going to come back and uh, have its day in the sun or year in the sun. Uh, I got to take a real quick commercial break here in a few seconds. This is Bill Bullington. If you've got a uh, question for me, you can call us 216-901-0945. That's the station's phone number today. You can go to my website and just send me a question. The website is bullingtoncapital.com. And with that, I'll be back after these commercial messages. Darkness tries to roll over my bones. My first ride along was with Jamal, even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward, and it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degreed project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland, and I just wasn't happy with the corporate-style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign. That next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on The Fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. Wallach a doodle. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Welcome back. Yeah. By the way, I've used the uh, vacation fixation. That was a company started by one of my clients. His uh, spouse has been very successful. Their website, I think, is uh, uh, pretty cool. I mean, it's very minimal. Uh, you just request the quote, fill out your information, and they'll get right back to you. Um, I've used them in the past, and probably going to be using them again this fall. So, just give a uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, VacationFixation.com. And uh, that's always nice when somebody does a good job, you know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Especially today, to travel. Oh, my Lord. The uh, I was on the phone with Expedia and uh, a couple other, the uh, hotels.com, all this stuff. I mean, it was like two or three days. The, uh, and I kept going back and forth and getting put on hold. And it's just, uh, it's a mess. So... Next time I'm just calling vacation fixation and say, here, this is what I want to do. <laughs> you guys can sit on the phone. Um, but uh, anyway, so, and I did have a, uh, oh, yes, we we're talking kind of about the uh, stock market and how unpredictable it could be in the short run. Um, the market's slightly overvalued, and it was overvalued by, you know, 30% or so before it decided to uh, start falling all last year. And then it got down to a point where I'm like, all right, that's, that's right. You know, that, that's kind of in line where it should be in the long run. Um, next time I do a seminar, I'll, I'll actually go through this stuff and how you can evaluate how uh, overpriced or underpriced the market might be. Now, now, remember, the market can get overpriced and then stay overpriced and get even more overpriced. And it can that those cycles can last for several years. That's what makes it. That's what makes investing so tough, is because people think they're doing well and they don't realize. Yeah, well, you know, stock prices probably shouldn't be this high, uh, and it's nice, and you can't really 
tell exactly when it's going to happen, which is why you have to have a, a rebalancing method uh, in your ongoing money management. It's not all that active, by the way, but the, uh, you should be able to uh, make some minor adjustments, which are going to make a big difference in the long run if you do it correctly. And uh, and you you may not may not have to make any adjustments for you know three or four years sometimes sometimes five or six years, but at some point in time you're going to need to know uh, what you should do if the market does have a really big correction, and some of those moves can really help you out. Now, if you're within ten years of retirement, you should be doing things to try to avoid having all of your money invested when the market goes through one of those corrections. That's uh, managing your risk. That's a that's a big deal. And, and I know you guys probably have seen these questionnaires that you don't understand the questions to and you don't know how you're supposed to answer them. Well, I have, I've got good news for you. I've used the same questionnaire with the one key question for decades. And this past year, some of the biggest firms in financial planning finally gave up their <laughs> their questionnaires, which nobody understood and just confused everybody, and they adopted mine. I knew I should have copyrighted that. <laughs> but I've been using this I've been using this forever. And here's it here here's what it is. Imagine your money has been cut in half because if you put all your money in the stock market from March of two thousand to March of two thousand and three, that's what would have happened. Three years of pain and torture before the, as the market went down, and then it would rally. It would go up a little bit, give everybody's hopes up, turn down and start dropping again, and go to a new low. And that went on for three years. At the end of that three-year time period, it was down 50%. That happens. That happened again from November 2007 to March of 2009. That was slightly shorter was just as painful. Actually, it was probably more painful because it was faster. I don't know. Maybe the faster is probably, might be easier for some people. It's kind of like pulling the Band-Aid off fast. <laughs> the, uh, but that was another big drop. And so he, at the uh, 10 years later, 2010, your money was still negative if you had just left it alone. If you just bought it and left it there, it was still in the negative returns after 10 years. That is mind-boggling. Um, it's not the first time it's happened in my lifetime. First time I had to live through it, I can tell you that, because the, uh, when I was younger and my client base was a lot smaller, we were a lot luckier. <laughs> and I was able to reduce the amount of uh, decline by a lot, doing some, a whole bunch of things that don't work anymore. Those things all stopped working, oh, probably seven or eight years ago, and uh, uh, which is uh, another thing. Markets continue to evolve. So if you're not really studying a lot, you better uh, – here's, here's my advice. If you don't want to study and you don't want to get an advisor, and I understand uh, both of those feelings, just put it in the uh, Fidelity's got a balance fund. <laughs> Just put it in the balance fund and forget it. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, there are tons of good balance funds out there, and that's basically what we're trying to run. We're trying to add a little bit of value to it. Um, if you've 
listen to this show at all, you you know that we've been overweight the semiconductor industry now for about five years. And uh, I started overweighting it before that. I just couldn't roll it out to everybody at the same time. And uh, some people still don't have it because it's it's more aggressive. It is a more aggressive position, which is why it, I, I have a maximum of 10% of somebody's account value distributed between four different funds and that are all invested in semiconductors. Well, that's been the the best, the fastest growing industry over the past five years. And those funds are in, in the top 1% over that same time period. And I'd love to say, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I saw that coming. Well, I didn't see it coming. What I saw was companies who were growing their sales faster than they had been growing, faster than any other industry in the world. That's what I saw. That's what was happening at the time. They're still growing faster than any other industry in the world, which is why I still have them. Now, at some point in time, that growth rate may slow down. And then I will probably reduce the holdings in that sector and spread it out under something that's more diversified. So that's my plan. And uh, everybody that's with us here at Bullington Capital, they'll be moving that same time we do. Actually, I have to go last. <laughs> you know how the captain's got to go down with the ship? <laughs> that's the, uh, the same kind of thing. I'm not worried about it. The, uh, I really don't worry about that at all because it's uh, not going to mean a, a uh, it's not life or death. Would it be nicer to be able to go first and then move everybody else? Yeah, that would be nice, but uh, not allowed to do that. So and, uh, I like I like being in business and I want to stay in business. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm going to do it the right way. Uh, and uh, I don't even know if or when that that may ever happen. Maybe the uh, uh, rest of the economy, and that—that's the other thing. The economy is growing, and I am flabbergasted at the growth rate that it's been able to sustain despite a pandemic and uh, a major war. That is mind-boggling that we haven't had a slowdown uh, bigger than what uh, has happened because of the impact of those things. It just. Uh, I would have never have guessed that. So one of the reasons I try to um, do the things I'm doing with the portfolios, they're, they're not, re- it doesn't require you to get the future correct. So with a lot of people, if they don't predict accurately what's going to happen in the future, their portfolios are positioned so that they're going to fail. And I just, I didn't want to do that. I want to position my portfolio so that even if I am not right, it's not the end of the world. That I'm still going to survive and can make that back up. That's a it's a big deal. It takes a long time to learn how to do that, incidentally, just because there are so many uh, investments out there now. And knowing what they do, and they, I, I am constantly bombarded with investment products. I, I probably spend... 25% of my time, which is a lot, because I spend a lot of time uh, doing this, but 25% of it is reading new products that are coming out. And uh, I'm just flabbergasted that they come out with it. And I'm going to tell you that probably four out of five of them are not worth it. They're not worth my time. They're doing something I don't think is sustainable in the long run. And that's a long story. I'll stop.
stop talking about that now. But uh, anyway, the uh, so back to that question that you need to ask yourself as an investor. You need to write down your portfolio value. Just write it down. What and you, you want to include everything that you would be using to supplement your retirement income. So if you got a a fund set aside for a vacation, don't include that. Yeah. Um, if it's a specific vacation, I don't know, destination wedding for one of your kids, something like that. The uh, it, it, forget that. Just the, the basic living expenses, the stuff, the money that you're going to use to support your basic living expenses. Write that down. Now, start subtracting from that. Let's say to keep my math simple, let's say it's a million dollars. And market goes down 10%. Well, 10% of a million is uh, 100,000 bucks. The account balance is now $900,000. How do you feel? If you're ready to take the bridge, well, that means you are a uh, super conservative. <laughs> super conservative. And uh, my suggestion is to keep taking away from that until you get to a number where you go, okay, well, I would, you know, I would be nervous, really nervous. My my number is forty percent. So if uh, if I got a million dollars and I'm down to six hundred thousand, that's forty percent for me. That's about it. <laughs> I don't want to be down more than forty percent. And that's what I did. I wrote down the, the amount of money that I have. Uh, and actually, I did this a long time. I do it every year. Yeah, I'll look at it. Say, okay, now how much do I want to be down? How much can I actually be down? And still be okay with it. Not that I like it, but that I think I can live through it. And uh, that's how we decide how much money we're going to put in stocks versus bonds and cash. And uh, uh, I'm going to get to the bonds and cash in, in a few seconds here. But uh, back to my example, let's say my decline tolerance, that's what we like to call it. Let's say it's 30%. Okay, with a 30% decline, if I'm down 30%, I'm upset, but I'm not going to make illogical, emotional decisions. So that that's good. that's a good number. That means I could have about 60% of my money into stocks or other things that are going to fluctuate a lot. It doesn't have to necessarily be stocks. And the, uh, um, the rest, I'm going to try to invest conservatively. Okay, Conservatively means... Relatively short-term bonds, not the bonds I was talking about, which incidentally, the bond fund index, the uh, aggregate bond index, down 40% from its peak. It's worse it's been in, in 40 years. That was relatively conservative. And it was, it was still down a lot because interest rates had gotten so low and have gone up substantially. The percentage increase in interest rates over the past couple of years has also been uh, somewhat of a record. That's only happened one or two other times in the past hundred years. So, um, bottom line is, uh, the bond funds that people thought were conservative, they, they weren't that conservative. And they've been watching them get, you know, pummeled. And, uh, even the conservative ones have, have taken a, a pretty decent hit. So my point here is that if you had a 40% decline tolerance, or let's say 25%, I can be down 25%, but I don't want to be down a whole lot more than that because then I wouldn't be sleeping well. Okay, well, 25% is 
equals 50% of 50, right? So I would put 50% of my money in in a diversified stock portfolio, however you want to do that. And the other 50%, I'm going to try to stick in stuff that is conservative or considered conservative. And that's it. That's really all you need to do. And uh, it's not always that easy. What's really not that easy is deciding, you know, being honest with yourself about how much risk you're really willing to accept. And if you're married, this is the conversation that you need to have. You need to have this with your spouse because one person um, may not match up. In fact, uh, it occasionally it happens, but more often than not, I'll be talking with a married couple and one of them has a, a higher tolerance for risk than the other uh, than the other one does, and that sometimes is a problem. You know, I think that could be a problem. So you have to find a way of uh, of working that out. And I, I did not know when I got my securities license that I was also going to be a licensed therapist <laughs> or marriage counselor. <laughs> not really. Uh, financial counseling, though, is it's a big deal. I mean, it, it's really. Um, it's tough. They don't. They didn't teach this in school. You know, back back when I was going to school, um, I majored in economics, and you know, I took twenty four credit hours of uh, finance so that I could get you know, twenty four semester credit hours so I could get a minor in finance. And uh, you know what? They didn't teach any of this. I mean, none of it. Mind boggling when I got into the industry. And I started seeing how things actually worked. <laughs> but uh, hopefully they've fixed that, you know, by now. I, I have no idea what the schools teach today. But the uh, uh, very, very difficult coming in and trying to learn uh, from the general. You know, we didn't have the Internet back in those days. So I was at the uh, library quite often. i got to take a real quick commercial break. I'm sorry I've been rambling on like this. This is Bill Bullington, and if you know me, you know that's probably my style. The, uh, I've got some really good news when we come back from these commercial messages, so stay tuned. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'll find a way to praise you From the bottom of my broken heart Cause I think I'd rather strike a match than curse the dark No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. My first ride-along was with Jamal, even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward, and it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degreed project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland, and I just wasn't happy with the corporate-style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign 
That next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on the fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. Wallach a doodle. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon, so stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. back hey, i've got a uh phone call and uh is this uh uncle phil yeah how you doing bill good <laughs> how are you can, doing can you hear me okay yeah you're, yep can you i can now okay so um did you hear about the guy his name is uh michael burry who made a 1.6 billion dollar bet against the market crashing he put uh, put options on both the S and P 500 and the Nasdaq 100, and this is huh. the same guy that supposedly, you know, called the housing crash back in 2008 and made a fortune. So he's got 1.6 billion dollars riding on the fact that the uh, the market's going to going to tank here within the next six months. I so if you thought. are okay, if you're if you're buying put options, did he buy them or sell them? He's buying put options. Okay, yeah. So if you're buying put options, yeah, that that's a bet that the market is going to go down. Uh, and by the way, he doesn't have to be really right on that because uh, the uh, when you're buying put options, you're not actually buying it on the index. You're buying it on a futures contract. And a futures contract will react way about 20% for every 1% that the market moves. So he doesn't have to have a really big move to make a lot of money on that, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the so that that's and that's one of the reasons he's a billionaire, by the way. <laughs> but uh, he doesn't have to be really right, and he can still be profitable. And uh, to make his cost lower, not that this is easy, but you know if, if he's a professional, he's got all his contacts and he's got the kind of money. I'm sure he can he can he's got the infrastructure to pull this off. Yeah, if he watches it along the way, he can actually 
trade in those options that he's buying and uh, make a profit on those, even if the market doesn't move all that much. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. And, and I know if he would love to see, you know, a good 10 or 15% drop that came in a couple hours, there was another uh, hedge fund manager, man, I can't remember his name. Uh, the, uh, he had done that. Uh, he was short the market in 1987. I don't know if you remember in 1987, the market dropped 20% in a day. It was it yep. was actually just in a, in a few hours, and it was a computer glitch. They were just just experimenting. Well, I shouldn't say experimenting. They were just using computers at that time in a much more heavy fashion, and uh, it really caused a glitch. They had to stop. They had to literally shut the market down, reset the prices, and then open it back up again. So, yeah, I I hear about stuff like that all the time. It, you know, it comes and goes, but you just have to. Yeah, they, uh, uh, pardon me. I, I think they say the uh, the bet he made uh, represents ninety percent of his portfolio. Well, that's a big bet. Yeah. <laughs> I read that. I, I, I hope. Yeah. What does this I guy know he, that uh, I it, but, don't? Right. By the way, those guys are not uh, required to tell you exactly what they're doing, especially if it's his own firm's money. And if he doesn't have a whole lot of outside investors, even if he does have outside investors in there, there's a lot of leeway there. So you got to be uh, really careful about what you read, uh, well, especially when it comes to the big hedge funds and the kind of stuff that they're doing. But um, yeah, so that's interesting. And uh, but I can I can see why he's doing it. I mean, if he's doing it in that fashion, because uh, you know, like I said, valuations are still extended, and they're still raising interest rates. That's not good for yeah. stock prices over the short run. You know? So, in the long run, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, I, I, it's hard to argue with the growth rate in the long run, and the growth rate's mostly from technology. Yeah, I doubt I doubt that we'll sell a whole lot more cars because the economy gets better, uh, or that more homes will be built and that kind of stuff. But uh, the biggest gains are made in technology and, and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, it changes so fast and it's improving so quickly that the valuations on a lot of those stocks they're not bad at all. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I, never, yeah. I never like to see anybody. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, see if you were aware that that was going on. Yeah. Somebody's always doing that, by the way. (laughs) Because in order for one guy to go short, somebody else has to be going long. Right. And uh, you you have to match them up. Zero sum. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thanks very much. Great show. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah. And if you have a, a... phone call or question that you want to ask, you can always reach me in my office and my website's bullingtoncapital.com and you can call us at 330-664-0700 and that number again, 330-664-0700 and I'll try to help you the best I can. Uh, it's a uh, um, something I have always been passionate about and it is fascinating. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling all the changes that I've seen in the financial services industry over the years for people like me, uh, it's gotten a little easier. Um, not easy, 
but uh, it's gotten easier uh, because there are a lot of tools now that we have that we didn't have before. When I first started in the industry, oh man, the the, the S and P database wasn't available, um, to, you know, without spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, now you can pull up you know, Yahoo Finance and go right to the company's website where all their uh, financial statements are published. <laughs> so it's just mind-boggling to me. It hasn't made it the uh, psychological part of it any easier. And markets do, uh, they move a little faster. Um, the ups and downs are, are pretty close to what they were when I first started in the industry over 25 years ago. But they hit those highs and lows more frequently. And when some big news does come out, market responds uh, a little more significantly than they did from before. But it's always been tough. I, I could never, uh, there were times when the market kept going up and it seemed easy. But when you compared the, the valuations, and no, it, it's always been a, a pretty tough ride. That's one of the reasons that, you know, if you can get a fixed income, uh, this is something I was going to talk about. I'm going to try to talk about these uh, every week because it, it just makes so much sense. So the, the example I prepared today is somebody who's going to be 67 next year. They're going to be able to get Social Security. They'll be able to get full Social Security without having to take a penalty for taking it early. Uh, they'll be able to make as much money as they want if they continue to work uh, without getting penalized on Social Security. And so for every, uh, uh, so that's good. Uh, and if you had a hundred thousand bucks to invest to supplement that Social Security, uh, you're 66 now, and again, you're going to be 67 next year. That hundred thousand dollars would, you could guarantee an income of seven thousand one hundred fifty-four dollars starting next year. That year you turn 67 or fully eligible. Now you can, you can do this when you're 60. You can buy these and turn them on. You can invest in these annuities and turn them on at that point in time. And uh, you don't have to be Social Security age. It's just that uh, I just use that because it's a popular date for an awful lot of people. Uh, but if you're, say, 66, and let's say you're, just, you're not going to take Social Security. You're just going to work until you're, you know, you're not planning on taking it until you're 70. But you've got a uh, uh, something you'd like to invest in and start taking income from next year uh, to maybe plug the, the gap until you get to that higher Social Security, because they raise Social Security every year until age 70, and then they stop guaranteeing the, the increases in it. So uh, you're, maybe you take income from this so that you can put off taking Social Security, and you put 100000 bucks in, they're going to give you $7,154 uh, starting in 12 months, and that's going to be guaranteed for your entire life. Now, if you got to that, if if you're 67 now and you wanted to wait to age 70 before you started taking it, the same 100,000 would generate 9,257. Why? Because you're a little bit older, okay? And you've been in it now for uh, a couple more years. So, 100,000 bucks put in there at 67 would generate 9,257. That's a lot. That's a uh, uh, a whole lot. And that's from this one product that I like a lot. This is my favorite product. Why? Because they have a pretty good guaranteed income. 
And what I really like about it is that if you were to, to start taking income and then you got hit by a bus the next day, okay, there's a return of premium rider on there that you can put on it that your family would get back 100% of everything that you put into it. Okay. If it, let's say you didn't get hit by a bus today, but you got hit by a bus from a year from now and the market was down and you had a, uh, uh, you put a hundred thousand bucks in there. You took out the $9,200 on the, for income that you were allowed to take. Well, if you had stuck that in a savings account somewhere, there's a pretty good chance that the balance would go to your beneficiaries. In this case, the balance is still going to go to your beneficiary. That's pretty good. Except that this one's been, that one uh, had a guarantee to pay a much higher rate. And uh, so bottom line is, you can, if you're looking at something, something to supplement your income, something that's not going to be in the, uh, part of your portfolio that fluctuates a lot, i.e. stock funds, stocks or stock funds, if, as a proponent uh, or component of the safer side of your portfolio, these have extremely attractive interest rates, payouts, and they have a tendency to, to refund the, uh, the balances. You don't actually give it up to the insurance company when you pass away. It goes to your beneficiary. So if you have questions on that, uh, that's kind of a big deal right now. Um, again, feel free to call me or go to my website at bullingtoncapital.com. And uh, my email is bill at bullingtoncapital.com. So with that, I guess I'll just give my phone number one last time. It's 330-664-0700. And I will let you go. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. <laughs> caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.